This episode is brought to you by our friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar, except they're far better for you. Just one bar has between 130 and 180 calories, 19 grams of protein, and between 3 and 7 grams of sugar. And you can capitalize on this by using our code BIGSHOTS, all one word, for your next Built Bar purchase to get 10% off. Built Bar, join the team. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Big Shots NFL Draft Podcast. I am your host, Mike Renition, joined, as always, by my colleague over at Blue Chip Scouting, the best co-host of the business, Devin the Verified Jackson. Devin, how are you doing today, man? What's up, Mike? Doing pretty good, man. Um, it's been snowing last couple days here in Pennsylvania. I am so lucky so. I've been able to avoid that. So I think in total we probably got like 12, 14 inches of snow uh, just from the nonstop snow, but... It stopped snowing today, so thankfully that's done with for now at the very least. But yeah, it was miserable. Uh, like I said, uh, yesterday I had, I spent probably 20, 30 minutes just cleaning off the car, shoveling snow, uh, cause they got a city ordinance here where you got 24 hours to, um, like shovel snow off the sidewalk and whatnot and, and kind of clear a path. So. Had to spend some time doing that the last couple of days, but uh, thankfully today, no more snow, so everything is good to go with that. Uh, but other than that, man, just you know, continuing to to study these players and just continuing coverage of the draft that's coming up in a couple months. So trying to stay on top of that, and you know, senior bowls behind us now, so now it's just about diving deeper into a lot of these players' tape and. Hopefully scouting about 300 players when it's all said and done. Absolutely. Jeez. Um, it's, uh, like I said, I'm, I, I'm glad I've been able to avoid the snow. I'm sure it's coming. Uh, we had a windstorm yesterday. That's about all, all, all that we got. Um, and, and again, I know I mentioned on the last podcast that the sound quality, I'm legitimately just too lazy to go grab my microphone. I swear next week I will actually do it. Devin has is going to hold me to it. Um, that's not what we're here to talk about today, though. We got some amazing news yesterday. <laughs> Keep that in the podcast. Fuck it. Uh, <laughs> well, it's kind of odd because we both, uh, uh, you know, we can't both have our, our, our mics muted at once so I can sneeze. Anyways, uh, we got some amazing news yesterday with the return of NCAA football. Oh, sorry. EA College football, whatever. I don't care. I am so excited. As someone who grew up playing these games all the time, I'll tell you, Devin, between, or from the time I got my PS3, which would have been 2009, uh, right up until they stopped making the game, I bought every single year uh, of that game. And I had had the EA uh, College football games on a variety of other uh, uh, gaming consoles as well. I bought Madden twice in that entire span. And I'll tell you, our good friend Andre Weingarten, who we've had on the podcast, you know, he's a great guy. But Madden is not the same. It's just not. It doesn't give me that same feel. It's not as fun. I know it's going to be like two years, but I can't wait, man. I'm so excited to just get my hands on, on it and actually properly build a dynasty. Yeah, it's exciting news, man. Uh, for me, 
you know, playing uh, NCAA uh, 14, and that that was a really a fun time. You know, and so many years after, continue to play it, especially in college. It helped me get through college. I mean, play play it on you know Thursday, Friday, Saturday nights. You know, build a uh, a dynasty. I used to play with some of my friends. I mean, it was just a all around good time, man. You know, it, it was one of those games that will probably be probably probably live in infamy in terms of longevity and the fact that people still play it. You know, even to this day, people are still updating the rosters, still keeping up with the the latest, you know, ratings and whatnot. It's just insane to me. It's like a whole just a group of people out here that will continue to play a game, even with the new console you know, kind of new generation of it coming out uh, in a couple consoles. seasons. It's been two consoles. Yeah, so we we missed it on uh, the PS4 and Xbox One. So it and it's just insane to me that it's been that long since we've played it. You and I, I mean, were 18 when when that game stopped being made. It was devastating. That when I found out that they weren't making another one, I was like, "You kidding me?" You know. So that's why this longevity is is probably the best, and it still sells for like sixty bucks now. You know, it, and that was a price when it came out. So it, it's just interesting to me to see that people are still playing that game, and you know, like I said, Dynasty. You know, uh, I think it was what Road to Glory, where you could play as yourself as well. Uh, that was my favorite feature of the game at the very least, because you go and win, you know, three Heisman, three national championships, uh, put up ridiculous stats, you know, like 70 touchdowns, especially if you play quarterback. You have like five touchdowns a game and then you run in for like three or four of them because everyone used to be either balanced or uh, an option quarterback. Yeah, no one. No one. No one is about. being. A, no one's doing that shit. Um <laughs> But yeah, it, it was super fun, man. And I was talking yesterday on Twitter with some people and, you know, being a defensive back or a defensive player, you would figure out the formations and the plays they run because they would always run the same four or five plays, screens, verticals, um, like hitch routes. So you could easily jump and get, get touchdowns and, and pick sixes and whatnot. So it was just a fun game overall. You know, Madden tried to replicate the road to glory. Uh, kind of feature, but that didn't really match up, really, to be honest. And, you know, hopefully, you know, in terms of uh, advancing the game, we could talk about, you know, what we want to see from the game get changed. But hopefully they have some advancements in technology and kind of make it more realistic to what it is now. Like, just think about that. So we last played that game, it would have been 2014. Jameis would have been... Like, the last real, like, Jameis, Manziel, was, I think, was in that game as well. Uh, like, Bridgewater. But we didn't get, you know, anyone from 2016. I, I think Dak may have been in that game as, as, like, a, as like a lower-tier guy. Um, I don't think Jared Goff would have been in that game. And then we, like, think about that. Like, 2017, uh... You know, all of the good players we missed out on, on using in that. Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Lamar Jackson, Baker Mayfield, Patrick Mahomes. Don't think he was in it. Or uh, he, 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 
He might have been. He was like a freshman. Yeah, he would have been a freshman. Baker would have probably been still at Texas Tech, but like a freshman as well. Um, Like it just wouldn't have been the same. We missed out on so many good players that we could have used. Saquon Barkley. Like all of those names come. Christian McCaffrey. Uh. Yeah, all of them, man. We missed out on so many amazing players. Miles Garrett. Yeah, he, he was a, a terror. He would have been a 99 in that game. I'm, I find it very hard to believe he wouldn't be one of the highest uh, rated players. But, yeah, man, the the thing with the game, though, is like, you know, it's it's such a great game. And, and like I said, it, it goes down. It's, it's probably one of the probably top five, top ten sports games ever created in terms of, you know, kind of its longevity, you know, this ability, your ability to cut, you know, fluidly, you know, you, you could do a lot of things that Madden could never do, you know, in terms of just making the gameplay I fun don't and accessible to, to play. basically just become Madden. I don't want it to be, hey, it's Madden, but it's college. It needs to have its own feel. Yeah, it needs to have those RPOs. Uh, it needs to have a much expanded playbook. You know, and, and I think they'll take the time to, to actually make it a worthwhile game where you can, you know, do so many different things, you know, dynasty wise, uh, having coaches, transfer portals. They need to have kind of that whole dynamic where it's not just, you know, the gameplay is similar to what it was before. But, you know, having those features, maybe even make it a little bit more realistic in terms of faces and uh, like crowd and whatnot and kind of eliminating some of those glitches because uh to be honest there there is a lot of glitches in a game where you could <laughs> somehow stay on your feet you can get hit like 15 times keep stumbling and and score a 70 yard touchdown just off of pure luck and you know it, it's every game has its glitches and you know i really don't have any complaints in terms of the gameplay but hopefully you know they they really take the time to to make it you know even a, a better game than when it, what it was before and, and not try to copy what Madden does, like make it a separate gameplay, you know, bring in who you need to bring in to, to make it fluid and whatnot. And, and let's get it rocking. Yeah. I mean, if you want to talk about some, some things I would want, and I'm again, I'm glad they're waiting like two years. I mean, we saw with, uh, I think it was called cyberpunk, that game that honestly got released way too early and, you know, people were just outraged because it came out so bad. Um, and, you know, you get the, the pandemic screwed up a lot of things. Uh, honestly, this year's sports games were, were not were not great. 2K was much of the same thing. FIFA was broken for months and months and months because the pandemic set everything back and they still wanted to try to get it out on time and just released it way before it was done. Um, Madden this year, okay, but nothing to write home about. Really, kind of the same game that we've all been complaining about for three, four years now. And then on when they released it for next gen, it was just not at all ready. Shouldn't have been done. But one thing that I, I you know, you mentioned, you know, the transfer portal. One thing I, I would hate when I would go through a dynasty is like. Your, your coach leaves, or, or sorry, not, like your, your assistant coaches leave, and then the computer is just like, oh, yeah, by the way, we just brought in this guy. He, he's your new offensive coordinator. It's like, oh, 
uh, okay, so so I'm the head coach and I don't get to choose who's who's on my staff. It's it's kind of like when you think about a Madden in, in a way, because with Madden they don't allow you to have assistant coaches, so like you can't just go out and sign the assistant coach. You've either got to sign this completely made up dude to be your head coach or just a retread. It's the same type of thing. I would want to have like full control of my staff. You know, I would want, um, you know, hey, if I'm, I don't know why you would do a, a, a dynasty as Alabama, but if I'm Alabama, uh, you know, I want to be able to, to make sure that, you know, Derek Mason is my, is my defensive coordinator, not the defensive coordinator at like University of Southern Alabama, of, of like, uh, Southern Mississippi because they had one good year and he's just like, oh yeah, we're going to bring him in because lol. Um, that, that, that's what I would want. I'd want more realistic ratings. So many times in once you got into like year three, year four, year five, you'd have backups at like 95 overall and like third stringers, you know, pushing the 90s. And while it was great because it showed just how stacked your team is, and, and again, I mean, we've seen with, with programs like Alabama where it's just, oh yeah, next guy up and you know, one first rounder, you know, gone, in comes another first rounder. It's not as enjoyable when it gets to that point. So I'd want a little bit more, like, realistic ratings. You know, sure, have your starters be 99s across the board or, or whatever. But your backups shouldn't all be, like, mid-90s themselves. Uh, realistic draft declarations, because you and I were talking about before um, we we went live, like, you know, You'd win three straight national championships with a, you know, with with a uh, with a QB, and he'd win two Heisman's, you know, by his junior, year, and he'd just randomly decide, nope, he's not done yet. It, like he doesn't even declare, but your backup fullback declares because, of course, like things like that needed to be changed. Obviously, you need the college football playoff being added in because it wasn't even a thing yet. I don't even think it had been thought of yet. Um, no, and the conference realignment too. God, yeah, having to do co- manual conference realignments was a fucking nightmare in that game. <laughs> it was so bad. Keep in mind, when the game released, the Big Ten still had the leaders and legends di- uh, divisions, which were in their own right fucking horrible. <laughs> yeah, the the fact that that was even still around, and then there's conferences that don't even exist anymore. I think the Big East was still around. No, no, no. If I'm not mistaken. No, or no. Or did it turn to American already? It had already turned to the American, but I believe the, the, the WAC was, uh, yeah, the WAC was still around and, and it, it got yeah. absolved into the Mountain West. Yeah, um, so. And, and, and then of course, like UAB didn't have a football team for a while. Adding in, uh, FCS programs, adding in the, um, you don't have to add. So here's the thing. Back in the day, I remember, I don't know what year this would have been, but I I had it on the PlayStation Portable. You remember those? So I, I, I had it on that, and you couldn't do a Dynasty as a FCS school, but you could, it still had all of the actual teams. So you could book a, t- a game against, like, the University of Montana or, like, Maine or whatever, instead of just it getting been. FCS- I think it, it might like, have been one of the old, yeah, it was like yeah. FCS East, West. It was like yeah. just so generic. Yeah. I, I, but I think that was the older games. I think 14 had the, the East, West yeah. and whatnot. What, 
P, uh, like that that third generation of con- of consoles, they had the FCS East, FCS Midwest, but like the PlayStation Portable and then the older consoles as well, they had the actual programs, like the proper programs. Bring it back to that. Listen, if you don't want to have 300 teams that you can do a dynasty as, that's fine. Have it as just the main FBS programs, but have FCS actual teams as opponent, you know, as possible opponents. That that's what I would want. Yeah, I I don't expect someone to want to like have a dynasty with like Eastern Washington or and it'd be hard somebody. to do because it's a different it's a different format entirely. But you could do it in a way where it's still there. You just can't, or if you wanted to use North Dakota State. The roster and all of the actual info is there. You just have to actually go through the process of moving them into the FBS. Yeah, so for for me, like you said, definitely have those teams in there. But, you know, also kind of with recruiting, you know, are they going to keep that point system that they have where you get a certain amount of points per week that you can spend on, you know, kind of trying to, get these players on your team or are they going to try and change that whole situation where it's like you don't have points, but you have like a different method to recruit these guys, you know? So I think I'll be interested to see how they decide to do with that. But I mean, just in general, the, the fact that people are out there with like Kansas and Toledo and Bowling Green and uh, like UMass and <laughs> Rutgers back in the day, it, it was just insane the amount of people that wanted to, um, you know, take these teams and, and bring them to prominence teams that have n- never won anything significant, you know? So that was always the best that part of the game. That was always the fun part, man. No one wants to go into it taking a school that's like already competing. Yeah. It's like, you don't want to take like LSU, Alabama, Ohio state, um, you know, teams like that USC, uh, Texas, you know, you don't want you don't want to have those blue blood programs to build that already have a dynasty. You want to be the Vanderbilts, you know. You want to be the, I mean, even to a certain degree, uh, Washington State uh, teams like that. that are like lower in their conference, don't really have a great recruiting trail, or in, in general, don't have a great roster, and you want to turn them around. So that was always a fun part, and and playing with these obscure teams and, you know, even for world of glory playing for teams that the, the thing with world of glory though, was that you had no control over the computers. And that was like the biggest flaw of the game. You could be the number two team in the country and still not make it to a national championship game because they have, they want to, they always made sure that it was two major programs playing. You had to wait till year two or three to, to win to be in a national championship, you'll get like the sugar bowl or orange bowl or something, but national championship, they were like, nah. Yeah. Like it, it had some bugs like that. And of course, you know, again, since, since we last had the game, there's been like, I want to say there's been 10, 15 teams added to the FBS and you couldn't add them in properly before. Cause you could only replace teams instead of adding on. But, you know, Devin, we can't spend the entire day talking about NCAA football, although, believe me, you and I could. 
We could go on and on and on and on, but we probably shouldn't. There is a Super Bowl this weekend. I mean, I already went out. I've got all of my, like, finger foods for the day. <sighs> Let's preview the game. <laughs> so, in case you've been living under a rock for the last week and a half, we got Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the first team ever to play a Super Bowl in their home stadium. I'm sure that will only be mentioned once or twice, right? Yeah, they're not at all gonna 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 harp on that. Tom Brady might have heard of him. Think he's in Super Bowl ten uh, on his own. You know, they probably won't really mention that either. Uh, I don't even know what network's covering the game. I don't. I don't know if you do. CBS. Ah, oh, I gotta listen to Romo fucking Romo. God damn it! I gotta listen to fucking Romo. Oh. Well, he's got to make it to the Super Bowl somehow, man. I was saving that one. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I. Yeah. Oh, fuck. I. Tony Romo is one of the more overrated announcers. Listen, Joe Buck and Troy Aikman always sound like they're getting root canal while giving commentary. I will take that over fake excited Tony Romo. Yeah. Well, the thing Listen, with him most is of like the, the mute. The mute button was invented, but yeah, for me, the the dream. Team in terms of calling a game, give me Mike Tirico and Gus Johnson. Yeah, you want? I don't even know how you would make that work, considering they're I, both play-by-play. Yeah, guys, they're both. But. Yeah, they're both play-by-play. But give me, give me guys like that. They're like you can feel the authenticity, right? It's not like you're watching a game. Just it's give like, me Gus Johnson and Chris Collinsworth. That will be an interesting dynamic. Why do all of the why do all of the color analysts sound bored? Like here's the thing, Romo just uh, Romo doesn't sound bored like the rest of them. He's just he he just bores me because he it comes across so fake and he's making like an absurd amount of money. Yeah, I mean I'm not surprised by that. Anytime you get a he's a making starting like wide receiver money to be an analyst. Yeah, anytime you get a former quarterback that. Spent a lot of time playing on the football field. You know they're going to throw all that money at them. You know, like Drew Brees is going to get a big contract probably from Fox Sports at some point yeah, once he's you know done. What? Greg Olson. Give me Greg Olson as as the color analyst. Uh, I don't know about that. He was a little rough, man. Well, no, was it Greg Olson or was that? You're thinking Jason Witten. Jason Witten. My Jason dad. Witten sucked. Uh, yeah. He, yeah wasn't, he, was, he wasn't Booger he was McFarland level bad, but. I don't know, man. He he might have been worse because he he just like at least with Booger, we know he's just gonna repeat exactly what happened. But Jason, like he he would give analysis and it would make no sense. So anyway, let's talk about the actual game rather than the announced team. Sorry, the fact that that it's Romo and Nance has me a little bit sad. Um, so these two teams met early on in the year. I think it was week twelve, if I'm not mistaken. I want to say it was about week 12, week 11, week 12. I can't remember offhand, and I'm honestly too lazy to look it up. But I do remember that Kansas City stomped a mud hole in them. Like, yeah, just the, they, beat the they, shit out of them. They let the foot off the gas, but Tiger Kill had like 200 receiving yards in the first quarter. So Yes, he did. I wonder, I wonder if Carlton Davis is going to talk Major League smack about Tyreek Hill. I would advise not to. I would advise not to as well, because 
I mean, I get it. You played a very good game against a broken down Drew Brees who couldn't get the ball to Mike Thomas. And then (laughs) Devontae Adams' backup whooped your fucking ass. Well, the thing thing with me is, like, (laughs) I get that, you know... I, I get. I get that. I, I have been. Vi- I have been really bad today. I get that. You know, people want to come at Michael Thomas. He talks a lot. You know, it's, it's what he does. You know, and I think he can still back it up. Obviously, he wasn't healthy this year, and people are gonna be like, just call him Slam Boy, whatever. Da da da. It's, but it's Carlton old... Davis has has yet to show in two years or three years or whatever he's been in in the NFL. That he's anything other than just being Carlton Davis. I will never forget the the stat graphic from PFF about the matchup between Carlton Davis and Devontae Adams before the game. Who has the edge? Carlton Davis, 66th ranked cornerback this year versus Devontae Adams, number one wide receiver. (laughs) PFF, man. That's a whole different. That's a whole different. But anyway, with Carlton Davis, man, it kind of runs me the wrong way because he talks a lot for a guy that's an okay corner. You know, he's not like he's not like a lockdown corner because he just got cooked by, like you said, wide receiver two on the Packers, who's inconsistent at best. So it's like you're happy about guarding Michael Thomas with a quarterback that can only throw under 15 yards. Like, are you excited about that? Like, really? Like I get that he's probably talking trash and whatnot, but I mean at the end of the day, like let it go, bro. Like you still got uh, more games to play, and your task only gets harder because you got to play Tyreek Hill, uh, you know, really that host of receivers, uh, Sammy Watkins, um, McCall Hardman, Travis Kelsey. So I, I mean, mean, have fun. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like okay, you know, you shut down quote unquote Michael Thomas, but you know, you, you got a rude awakening come Sunday, you know, if you Yo, expect to start a one on one. Per PFF, Carlton David Carlton Davis in coverage this postseason. Zero interceptions. A hundred and forty point five passer rating when targeted. Three touchdowns given up. Damn. Next up for him, Tyreek Hill. Good luck. Uh, here's another one. Carlton Davis production, uh, allowed in shadow coverage this season. Michael Thomas, two catches, nine yards, three catches for 33, zero for zero. Allen Robinson, eight catches for 62. Devontae Adams, three catches for 33, four catches for 31 and a touchdown. DJ Moore, two, uh, two catches for 55. Tyreek Hill, eight catches, 204 yards and three touchdowns. I think that we might see a murder on the field because I do not believe Carlton Davis is going to be able to stick with any of those wide receivers. Sean Murphy bunting is going to have to really, really try to keep taking the ball away from them. Yeah, they they got their hands full, man. And just looking at the game in general, it's just very hard for me to see a situation where the Bucks can stop the Chiefs consecutively. I know the 49ers did a good job last year in the first half, but they just have so many damn weapons, man. And, you know, you add in Clyde Edwards-Alaire, 
uh, along with the mix, Le'Veon Bell. For me, it's like the Bucks really should be lucky that they they're here because the Packers had numerous chances to win that game uh, two weeks ago now, and that defense really bailed out Brady, who who made a lot of mistakes uh, in that game. So. I see a lot of people talking about Brady and I don't want this to come out sound like I'm a Brady hater or anything like that. But, you know, he's he's a great all time. He's going to be one of the best quarterbacks of all time. But can we start acting like he's had this God postseason? Like he's just dominated and no one can even touch him at this point. Like that'd be nice. Because it's like there's just a section of people out there like he can do no wrong. Like he threw three interceptions. Against the Packers. Like, is that not a problem? I I mean, apparently not, depending on what your narrative is, but jeez. Like, I I get that, you know, he's potentially could win his seventh Super Bowl. And, you know, if he has an all-time great performance, I won't have any more complaints about his postseason. But I feel like his postseason has been overshadowed by the fact that he is great and that people love him and revere him and think, he shouldn't be doing this at this age, which is fine. He shouldn't be. But at the same time, he's, he's not playing perfect games. You know, he's putting his defenses in bad positions several times in this postseason. So we, we got to pretend like he's not, he's not perfect, man. No, uh, he, any he, he, no definitely not. Um, are the defenses going to be able to do it? I mean, the Tampa defense has played so much better in the postseason than they did in the regular season. Kansas City's defense has played so much better in the postseason than it did in the regular season. Are we actually going to be in for a high-scoring game? Um, I don't think so, actually. No? I think I think it's, it's going to be, like, probably high 20s, low 30s, which is kind of high-scoring, but at the same time, I don't think it's going to be fireworks uh, to start off the game at, at the very least, because I feel like both teams are have studied each other for two weeks now uh, when when the game actually happens, and they're going to key on some of their concepts. So I think it'll depend on what offense provides a new wrinkle and, and can kind of overcome and, and adjust on the fly. And I trust the Chiefs offense a little bit more to do so um, because, you know, the, the ultimate kind of chess piece in, in this game is going to be Tyron Matthew, you know, him roaming over the middle of the field, uh, coming on blitzes and uh, just being that extra guy in coverage that, you know, can make a difference, you know, guard uh, Gronkowski or, or guard uh, one of the running backs or even guard Chris Godwin. You know, he has that versatility to do so. So I think he'll be the X factor in the game and, you know, kind of be, I think, the reason why, which I'm predicting that the Chiefs will, will win their second straight Super Bowl. Yeah, I might as well uh, finish it off with a score prediction. Devin, I don't think that Tampa's going to take home a championship, which is kind of good because it's th- this team was so maddeningly inconsistent the entire year. Honestly, they don't even deserve to be there. This team was like losing to the Giants, barely beating teams that they that they should have just absolutely destroyed. Getting destroyed by teams like the Saints twice. Almost losing to the Saints again in the playoffs. Like that, they kind of like, oh yeah, yeah, they, they, they glance over that because, well, Michael Thomas didn't do anything. They still almost lost to that team. 
So you really, I mean, yes, they, they, they beat the, you know, the Packers pretty soundly because the Packers offense couldn't do much. Um, good luck trying to, to keep up with, with Mahomes and, and, and just death by a thousand paper cuts. And not even death by a thousand paper cuts, because they can do, they can beat you that way, and then they can also decide, yeah, we're gonna put up 35 points in the first quarter, just because. I mean, just ask the Texans how that went for them. Even when yeah, you're, I at, mean, yeah, even when you're ahead on this team, it doesn't really matter because we saw Buffalo get out to a, to a nice early lead, and then within no time, it's like, oh, okay, Buffalo's done. Like Kansas City can just decide, all right. We want a nice competitive game. Or, oh, you've scored 10 points on us in the first quarter? Great. You've chosen death and we're going to put up 40 in a row by halftime. So, I, I just, I just don't know. I can't see, I honestly don't even know if this is going to be close. I'm going to pick Kansas City. I'll give you a score prediction. Oh, Kansas City wins it 44-31. Yeah, for me, I got them winning 34-30. Uh, I think the game will be closer at the end than it really is. I think the Chiefs will control the game most of the game. And, you know, I, I just feel like the Chiefs have not never put together a full effort all season, which is scary to say. Because they went like 15-1, and one, no? Yeah, yeah, they, they went some ridiculous record. I think 14-2 because they lost two, the yeah, last they, game. They found in the last game, yeah. But they just don't even feel like they've played their best football, which is scary because, like I said, they, they got out to early lead on the Bucks and just kind of coasted throughout the game. And that was kind of their M.O. really all season. They'll get out to an early lead and kind of coast. But we know with the, the Bucks, you have to close the door on them early or it's just going to be a long game. So... I feel like it's either going to be a really close game or it's just not going to be close at all, you know, in, in terms of kind of how the game goes. And I think the Chiefs, it, it's just very hard to see a scenario where the Bucks can beat the Chiefs. The matchups does not do not favor the Bucks. If they played the Bills, I think the matchup would favor them a little bit more in terms of matching out, you know, kind of player for player across the board. But when you got a team that throws four or five receiving options at you and your best corner is Carlton Davis. Good luck. Anything else you want to touch on before we get on out of here? Nah, man. Uh, just, you know, like I said, continuing to, to cover the NFL draft and whatnot. And, um, you know, going to try and get some guests on here, uh, get some players and, you know, kind of work that in and see if we can get some more guys on here and, and hopefully uh, bring you guys some more great content. That's, that's really all I got in terms of, uh, you know, going forward, really. Yeah, definitely. All right, guys, that's going to do it for today. We will see you again post-Super Bowl. You'll hear from us either Monday or Tuesday. Uh, but until then, you can follow me on Twitter at MikeH underscore Draft. You can follow Devin on Twitter at RealD underscore Jackson. You can follow the show on Twitter at Big Shots Pod. Follow Blue Chip Scouting on Twitter at Blue Chip Scout. Follow our work at bluechipscouting.com. And until next time, guys, take it easy.